It's time to bet it all. This is Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. It's the live from the nation's capital. He's Ryan Hornbach, Nick Ashew. Bet MGM Tonight on Twitch and YouTube, the Odyssey app, wherever you're listening, all around the country. We got two preseason football games starting for week three here. Steelers are just dominating the Falcons. Oh, by the way, if I can, uh, Steelers minus three and a half first half. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty good there. Yeah, good I, I felt okay. It's twenty-four nothing at halftime. Good call, Kenny Pickett yeah. looking good. Anthony yep. Richardson looking all right, and talking a little trash. Doing too, the fly Eagles eagle fans. fly when he scored a touchdown. Okay, you buying I mean, in on the hype? Nope. You buying in on the rushing yards? Yes, <laughs> he's going to run the ball a lot, and we're yeah. seeing it. I'm not doing already. anything with Anthony Richardson. But yeah, he looks pretty all right. Fifty-five yards passing, and uh, you know, then you go down there and you look at the rushing yards and go two for 22, 11 yards a carry. Okay. That's that's what we'd expect. That yeah. that's what we're gonna see. All right, Reed Wallet jumps on with us. Bet sided. We got uh, week zero in college football. Ryan's been just drooling over it. Finally, almost here. It's trickling closer and closer and closer. One day, fifteen hours, fifty eight minutes. Reed. <laughs> just keep just you know what? You just keep on getting the countdown to the very very last bit that you can. Mm-hmm. All right, Reed. Let's just let's just kind of look like big picture at. All of of week zero when we start here. What game or games are like what intrigues you the most for whatever reason? Before we start narrowing down to each little thing. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be uh, back on BetMGM tonight. Uh, you know, this is definitely an appetizer, uh, like an amuse bouge for the for the start of the season. <laughs> uh, definitely getting like the legs warmed up by looking at the slate. I mean, listen, I. I've been saying this a lot. Like I, I treat all these games the same. I really do try to love every single game equally. This is a little tough to look at for sure uh, for the casual viewer, but I think you're gonna. There are some compelling storylines if you are like you really do care about college football. I think maybe Notre Dame is obviously going to get eyeballs. How Sam Hartman going to look? Uh, obviously down a neutral field in Dublin. That's interesting. It's a standalone game. You know, Jacksonville State, I know that sounds like, why do we care about Jacksonville State? Uh, It is Rich Rodriguez, who has a ton of experience at the FBS level, bringing up Jacksonville State from the FCS level. And they have a really exciting offense. They played at one of the fastest tempos last year. They have a really dynamic quarterback in Zion Webb. I, I think that game against UTEP is going to be, like, a really good watch. I think it's going to be higher scoring. I think it's going to be a lot of explosive plays and a lot of fun to watch. And Ohio-San Diego State, I think, is probably going to end up being one of the more compelling games on the board, uh, just from two kind of group of five teams that are, I would say, probably above average for the group of five ranks. And then, oh, like you have Caleb Williams. If you could find the Pac-12 network, he's on, and obviously he's the rating Heisman Trophy winner. So there are some things that you could – you don't want to get off the couch. You could, you could watch these games. They're watchable. And, of course, you could bet on them. Yeah, I really like UTEP this season, which, I mean, that number's flipped. They're one-point favorites against Jacksonville State, who, like you said, I mean, this, this is their first FBS game. What are your thoughts on that game? The totals went up to 54.5. It's actually minus 115 to the under. Any look in that game or any thoughts on UTEP uh, coming into the season? Yeah, um, I was – I mean, these numbers – I don't want to give out, like, a number that I have that I don't have. I was – I bet uh, the over when a while ago. I think that this game, like I said, is going to be up-tempo. Yeah. I actually I, – I like Jacksonville State quite a bit. I, I bet their over win total, which I found at four and a half plus money, still widely available. You look at their schedule. First of all, this is – they're playing in Conference USA, which is totally new. A lot of teams leaving, a lot of new teams entering. There's only nine teams total, a lot of midweek games. They're really trying to embrace their, like, weirdness this year. 
So I think Jacksonville State with a win total of four and a half. We saw James Madison hit the ground running at the FBS level. Jacksonville State plays a lot of like toss-up games that I don't know if we could accurately rate the conference Conference USA as a whole right now. So like you see, Middle Tennessee is like the third choice. I played Middle Tennessee's under. Um, you know they play at Middle Tennessee in Week Six. Weird spot, but like I think that game is more of a coin flip than anything. They host Eastern Michigan. That's a coin flip. They have this game against UTEP that is literally a coin flip. UTEP's a one-point road favorite. Um, I think Jacksonville State is going to surprise some teams this season with their explosive offense and experienced coach and experienced quarterback in Zion Webb. Guy is a goal line uh, maestro, 13 rushing touchdowns last season. So I believe this is his seventh year he's eligible uh, at the NCAA level. I think Jacksonville State could wow some people. And I, I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. What do you think of this total in the San Jose State-USC game? That's up to 66.5 now. Yeah, I, I've i been really tinkering with this game. I I still don't know if I trust USC to really close the door on like a 30-point spread. I know they're going to talk up their defense and everything. But San Jose State, they're, the 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 skinny on them basically is their defense is absolutely gutted. They lose two elite pass rushers, like a pro, I believe. Fiaco went in like the fourth round of the NFL draft, so they lose like a lot on their defense. But their offense returns Cordero, their starting quarterback, who is explosive, can make plays with both his arm and his legs, and their entire offensive line. So you would think probably a recipe for an over. The only issue in this particular spot is San Jose State had one, it was a pretty bad offensive line. I think it's going to take a step forward, but it was poor last year. Not sure this is the spot to get going. And they had only two receivers. Elijah Cooks, who's no longer there, is basically a 1,000-yard receiver. And Lockhart. Lockhart's back, but he's injured right now. Hasn't been practicing all week. So I don't know if he's going to play. And I'm a little nervous that San Jose State is like going to get like one touchdown drive or even close than USC. They feel the defense gets into it. They really want to pitch a shutout. I'm a little afraid to really get involved in this game. If San Jose State had some like reliable weapons on offense, I would say like probably take the over, but I'm kind of leaning towards the under. Probably no play. I do think in week one, though, San Jose State, Oregon State, oh, yeah. over 54.5 has caught my eye quite a bit. I'm probably going to play that one. kind of hoping San Jose State gets squashed in this one, and then I get a little break on the total. I wanted to ask you about uh, Ohio-San Diego State, and obviously Ohio taking some money because it's come off the three. They're two-and-a-half-point dogs, San Diego State two-and-a-half-point favorites, obviously. A lot of that having to do with Curtis Rourke, who last year tore his ACL. He's back. He's been cleared for week one. What are your thoughts on this game? Because at three, I liked Ohio. At two-and-a-half, kind of like San Diego State, minus 135 on the money line as well. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I think this is – I feel like I'm on an island. Um, I played San Diego State today Yeah. Um, on the money line, minus 135. This is – I'm willing to be burned here. I liked Ohio a lot last year. I had them to win the MAC. The Curtis Warwick injury, that, that hurt the, uh, the account a little bit because, you know, that, they were like a double digits to win the conference. And I thought, uh, they, I thought they were the better team in Toledo, but Warwick goes down. One of the best quarterbacks in the group of five. My only thing is that – this line at like two and a half is saying that Ohio's better than San Diego State on a neutral. Mm-hmm. And I just struggle to uh, like sit with that, just doesn't sit right with me. This is a San Diego State team that has over the last like five, 10 years had a top 25 defense in terms of success rate, EPA per play. The issue is their offense. And like I know Ohio has a great offense. They have Curtis Rourke, they have Bagora back at running back. But they also played a max schedule. 
So I just you're telling me a MAC team, which is habitually the worst conference in college football, they're going to go across the country and play a San Diego State a physical defense quarterback towards ACL in late November. Like we're just assuming that Ohio is going to be as good as they were at the end of last season. I think full off season for Jalen Maiden to get antiquated with the offense with a new OC and Ryan Lindley. This offense is going to be geared to him. He came in mid season last year. I think I I feel like I'm on an island, but I took San Diego State. I, I think they're the better team. I think they're going to win this game, and you know I think they're getting a pretty nice break on the price. I think that this line should be where it was like three three and a half. Yeah, I agree. I like two and a half. I mean, you got to travel across the country. You got a quarterback coming off a torn ACL. Really quick, the other one I wanted to ask you about because the number's gone. I mean, UMass goes from ten and a half all the way down to seven. So obviously they take a lot of money. Totals forty four and a half. What would you do in this game, especially if you miss the number? You like UMass. I mean, would you play New Mexico State now at seven, or was is this just a stay away? I, I lean New Mexico State, but I, I played the over in this game. Actually, I think this I, I think this game is going to be kind of a high-scoring affair. I project this game like 50-and-a-half, so I think you're going to see points in this one. I think uh, this number is being a little anchored, and this has been ticking up over the summer. It opened like 42-and-a-half, 43. 45 is a key number, so that's the stopping point for me. I think – this number is being anchored in what happened last year in the game, 23-13 New Mexico State. New Mexico State had a really good defense last year, especially for them, was the real impetus for their bowl run last year, like a nationally average defense, which like for them and against a really bad UMass team, like that's huge. Their bottom 15 in returning production, they returned less than half of that. They're counting on a lot of transfers. So I think you're going to see a big uh, change here for this New Mexico State team. And you look at UMass, they got Tyson Fomachon, former Clemson recruit, like huge guy, 6'4", 220, few power five transfers at receiver. I think you're going to see a few more points in this one. You really don't need much to get over 45. Not to mention, it's going to be hot as hell in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh, maybe defense gets tired in the second half. I, I took over here. I think, you know, you're going to see this game get into the 50s. I think, like, total 50. I think both teams could definitely string together three, four touchdown drives. Talking to Reed Wallach, Ben MGM tonight. I want to squeeze in one last game before we get in the futures market with you. Uh, Notre Dame's a 20-and-a-half point favorite against uh, Navy. It's, like, right below that key number. It's a kind of a tough spot here. Do you have a play in this aside that you like? Yeah, Navy catching three touchdowns. I obviously get the twenty-one if you can. I, it's been appearing and going away, so you might have to like be on the screen at the right time. I still like twenty and a half. I know like that's probably like bad advice because like you know three touchdowns, but like I do. I think Navy's going to cover. Look at last year, thirty-five, thirty-two Notre Dame. I think that this number is artificially inflated uh, because they got Sam Hartman. There's also a first-time play caller and uh, Gerard Parker. Hartman changing schemes, Dublin, it's going to be like crappy weather all day anyway. Navy plays tough as an underdog anyway. I think this number is artificially inflated. I, I don't think Notre Dame has much of a reason. Their buy isn't until October anyway. I don't think there's much of a reason for them to run up the score. I think Navy keeps this one close. Reed, actually, I want to ask you about one more, and if you have nothing on this game, you can tell me to piss off. I love Hawaii this weekend, man. Now, the numbers, it's down to 17 and a half right now. I just, I can't make the case. Um in this one for them to be 17 and a half point dogs. Like they started terrible last year, but if you look at it after their bye week, they covered in what seven of their last eight games by an average of seven points. What are your thoughts on Hawaii uh, catching 17 and a half against Vanderbilt who again, their win totals three and a half. They have the worst odds to win the sec this season. I, I wouldn't bet Vanderbilt, but I, I can't get to Hawaii. I just think they, they don't have the, the size, the athleticism that Vanderbilt has. I, I think, 
again, it's Vandy in like a really weird spot. Yeah. I'd probably look towards the over, like Vandy team total over maybe, and maybe Hawaii rips a few big plays. But I, I really don't have much interest in that one. I just – I think Hawaii – I mean, last year was 63 to 10. And yes, Hawaii is going to be better. I actually like them this year. But I just think this is like a brutal matchup for them. I, I like the uh, next week at home against Stanford. That's, a, that's yep. where I'm much more interested. Yeah, 10-point dogs in that one. All right, still got a couple minutes left here. The Big Ten right now, we're looking at Michigan and Ohio State as the co-favorites at plus 180 of BetMGM. Which one, uh, which one do you like more? I I guess Michigan, mm-hmm. but I, I do think Penn State is closer than the market indicates. Okay. They're I, plus 550, yeah. Yeah, I, I think those three should be closer together. Um, I do think, though, Michigan of the three has the highest floor, and that's what you're really looking for if you're going to take something. So, like, I haven't bet it myself, but, like, I, I understand why Michigan – like, I don't think Michigan and Ohio State should be the same price. I think Ohio State should be dinged down a little bit. They have a few questions in the trenches that – need to be answered and I think might be exposed as the season goes on. I think Michigan has less holes, which sometimes that's part of, like, you might not have the higher ceiling, like obviously Ohio State, they have Marvin Harrison Jr., but Michigan has the higher floor by a pretty high degree, in my opinion. I think Penn State's running back room is better than Michigan's running back room, and that's what everybody's going to figure out this season. What's your favorite win total where the number's still uh, available right now? Ooh, still available. Even if uh, even uh, if it's like not available, but you would still play. You no, know no, no, I, no, no. I I could find some. I'm just on the spot. I, uh, I know. I feel bad. I, I, our hours no, no, went no. to seven and a half, so I didn't want to throw out Florida Atlantic at you. No, no, no. Um, give me. Let's do Texas Tech under seven and a half. Mm-hmm. That's like what's that at BetMGM? Uh, let me check where that's at right now. Like anything like below minus. I have minus one twenty five. That's what I bet. So like if it's around, if it's there, that's great. Um, really quick. This is a team that had a win total of five and a half last year, won a lot of really close, like up in the air games that were determined on fourth down conversions and overtimes, and they got a lot of breaks. This is a huge jump in class for Texas Tech. They also play a pretty difficult schedule uh, to cause it. I mean, like they host Oregon in week two. Not a lot of wiggle room here. I just think you're going to see just a come back to earth. This is a team that went for it the most times in college football last year, if you're going to leave it up to chance like that, like after a year went your way like that, it was an awesome year. I love what they're doing. They went 4-0 and in one-score games, though. Like that tends to come back to earth. They play really fast. It's just too many too many toss-ups for me on the schedule. They play six road games. Like I said, they play Oregon. They also play at Baylor. They play at Texas. They play TCU and Kansas State at home. Again, Oregon, like it's just a lot. I just think they lose a few more games that they won last year. So I under seven and a half. I've seen a lot of love for Texas Texas offense. I'm actually going to play against it. So I like the under seven and a half.